On this episode, we talk being an immigrant in the U.S., learning English, and the journey to becoming a pharmacist. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to RX Radio. Happy New Year. This is the first uh, episode of the year, I believe. So I'm pretty excited about it. And it's going to be with a special guest. It's going to be with someone that has worked closely with me in the past. We were, I'll, I'll tell you guys a story actually to start to like introduce her. So I'm working at a store um, in uh, Brickell, Miami, that's down here in South Florida. And uh, I randomly need, like, I'm randomly working a day at a store, and I think we need, like, we needed a tech help. Like, we needed to get a technician, because I think there was a call out. Something happened. We needed a technician. And Glenda showed up, right? I had no idea who this person was. Um, She just, like, showed up. We had an awesome day together there. So, and then I never saw her again. And then I went to a different store, and I became, like, the, the partner at a different store, and we needed a tech there. So I stole Glenda. I stole her as a technician from one store. And I told her, come to this one. This store is amazing. And I'm not proud of that, but I did it. And then we worked together for like a while. She was, I was a pharmacist. She was a technician at the time. Glenda, welcome. Hi, I'm glad to be here. So I'm, I'm excited. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the story of someone who immigrated to the U.S. And uh, went through like... Like, like a boss, she like overcame a bunch of stuff and went to pharmacy school. <laughs> and now she's, uh, what are you, second year now? I'm my second year, yes. Okay, so second year, and we're just going to chop it up and see what happens. So tell us about yourself, where you go to school, where are you from? Well, All without introduction, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from Cuba. Um, I came in 20, uh, 2008. And I used to start doing, obviously at the time I was doing my high school, uh, I came in 10th grade. Mm. So I finished my high school. After that, I started Miami College. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it was something related to medicine, but I had no idea. And then, um, yeah, well, life happens, and I decided that I wanted to go to pharmacy. So I finished in Miami my pre-requirements, and then um, I started applying to pharmacy school. And I finally went for um, Palm Beach Atlantic University. That was the school that I chose uh, my best fit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. How's pharmacy school going? It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Better than what I expected. <laughs> it's funny that you just kind of like described all that, like how you, like, oh, I just decided to go to pharmacy school and I started applying. But we went through a lot to I get know, you to pharmacy I school. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, now I look back now and everything looks great, and but it wasn't <laughs> like that. Yeah, you remember like many hours that we practiced for the interview, all the tips that you gave me, uh, and um, everything that we went through trying to apply. Yeah, <laughs> but was, you, you became like an interview ninja. I know, I remember, like, I, I remember that in all the schools, not only in this one, I was over prepared. I remember, Richard, I was over prepared for all the interviews, like. Um, they had one question, I had the answer, even if I didn't yeah. practice that, that, you know, that question and answer, like I knew what to say. Do you remember why? Like why, like why do you feel that you're so prepared? Because I was confident yeah. because I felt that I had the right preparation, uh, 
to get to that point, and I was confident that it doesn't matter what they ask, I would just be myself, and I will ask if I don't know something, then I will be like, I don't know, let me get back to you later, you know, just be myself. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Now, is is pharmacy school as hard as you thought it would be, or is it harder? Um, To be honest, no, not really. Um, Pharmacy school, it's not as hard at all. It's just time-consuming. For me, I remember when I was, like, applying and everybody was telling me, like, oh, my God, in four years it's going to be hard, super hard, the crazy things you would ever do. <laughs> but it turns out that it, it's not. Like, the information, you can handle the information. It's just that you have to manage your time. You mm-hmm. have to balance everything. But it's great. Do you think that you're doing better than a lot of other people in school? Because you, you say that, and I'm like... In my mind, I'm like, BS, that crap was hard, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, why is it that you are that, like, why are you saying that? And other people are probably not saying the same thing. I guess it's because my methods to study, mm-hmm. I discovered that in pharmacy school, though, because in high school and in Miami College, I actually never study. Like, I mm-hmm. show up to an exam, probably, like, read, like, two or three pages the night before, and that was all about it. But in pharmacy school, you have to actually sit down and study and interpret and and follow up. And you have to do your own um, summaries. And I guess it's the way I do. Because I, I study to be able to understand, not mm-hmm. to memorize. Yeah. And I think that's what... I was the opposite. It, oh, okay. You see? I was like, I just need to pass this freaking test. <laughs> and I'm sure that after you finish the test, then you forgot everything. <laughs> no, I mean, I did all right. I'm okay. I'm, I'm in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I learned how to study. Mm-hmm. I learned how I was good. At, like. What's interesting is you also had a, a gap, right? Like a lot of people, and myself included, I went directly. It was like I finished school and then I applied and then right the next year, like I finished my degree, right the next year I went to pharmacy school. But you had a gap, right? Like in between your schooling, like you did school and then you were a technician and then you went to pharmacy school. Yes, I, well, I started uh, college. During college, um, I mean, life is not like a straight path. During college, certain things happen. And then I, first of all, um, I changed my major. I'm going to be honest with you. Once I discovered that I want to be a pharmacist, I started studying for my prereqs on pharmacists. But then things happen, and at some point, I kind of um, hear people saying that it was too long, that why so many years, and not only people, it was me, as, me, me too, you know, I was like, I don't know. You are telling yourself that. Yeah. Like, this is not the right yeah, way. Yeah, this is not the right way, yeah. How am I going to do this? Who am I? If I just came from Cuba not long ago, what am I going to be a doctor? So I decided that I want to switch to accounting. Okay. <laughs> Worst mistake of my life. Wait, I didn't hear about this. I I think I heard about you wanting to be a flight attendant. You remember that? Uh, yes, that's <laughs> Someone true. Someone was like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> no, that was my backup plan. Remember? <laughs> that was like, if I don't get choosing any school, for sure, I'm going to be a flight attendant. Okay, yeah, that was the backup plan. <laughs> that was right. the backup plan. Okay. <laughs> and you were telling me, Glenda, relax. You're going to get into pharmacy school, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I changed that. Um to accounting. Worst mistake ever. I had no idea what was accounting was for. I thought it was math. Anyways, I didn't like it. <laughs> you thought it was math. Yeah, math. That's and funny. then, yeah. So I realized that no, what I wanted to do was pharmacy. And even if it took me like 10 years, that's what I was good about. Uh, 
what I was good at. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. And then I went back to pharmacy school, to like pharmacy school, no, to like pharmacy prereqs, continue my prereqs. And that cycle that you had applied when when we had prepared you, that wasn't your first cycle though, right? Like you had you had applied before to pharmacy school? And yeah, I applied the year before. But you're like ad- adversity. Yeah, I was. overcame that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through a lot of things at the time and I applied and um, the first school that applied, the only one, it was the only school that applied. Uh, they never respond to me, actually, mm-hmm. which I am still mad about it. Jerks. <laughs> jerks. Um, I don't know if I received the, res- the response. I think I did at some point, but I, I don't know. I, at this point, I don't <laughs> yeah. think about it anymore. Well, those people made a horrible mistake, clearly. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I applied once, and obviously I didn't receive any response. It was not just the right time. I mm-hmm. still need to do a few prerequisites and I really wanted to get that year like into pharmacy school but it was just not the right time for me and then I learned that that everything is you know at the right time everything happens in the right time now why did being that it's weird because a lot of times people when they when they're a technician they have a lot of pharmacy experience Mm -hmm. like they actually don't want to become a pharmacist Mm -hmm. like I don't want to do this actually but you did not so Mm -hmm. why did you want to become a pharmacist even with that like experience in retail pharmacy well, for me, it was totally the opposite. Like, the reason why I wanted to become pharmacist, I think I mentioned before that when I started college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I used to start taking the basics uh, courses, you know. So, um, I mean, I came, you know, from Cuba, and I had no degrees, nothing. So I started working as a cashier, as mm-hmm. you know, like in supermarkets, and I work in different places. I work in, like, a shoe store, like, so... Uh, at some point, I started working as a cashier, and obviously, I had the worst schedule, <laughs> like the worst schedule ever. I had to close every nine the weekends. You know, I was like, I was young, like I was young. I wanted to go out. I wanted to study, so I, I was getting the worst schedule. And it was like, huh, I want to work in the pharmacy because first of all, I see that those people don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know, that's the idea. You're one of those jerks. I'm like, oh, these people don't look busy. Let me go bother them. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was like a super crazy store. They have like three or four technicians and a pharmacist. And I was like, they're just standing there, all of them. So mm-hmm. I want to work there. And I can better my schedule, you know. So I went there to ask. I had no idea. Like, I had no idea what was going on in the pharmacy. I didn't know how to do anything. And I went there just to ask, hey, you need somebody to like? <laughs> and they asked me if I was a technician. I was like, no. And yeah. do you have experience in the pharmacy? No. At the time, I didn't, like, I, I just moved from Miami to a different place. So my English was not very, very good either. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the answer was no. Yeah. But like a month after... I think that something happened in the store. Somebody went on vacation or somebody had an emergency. I don't know. So they called me. It was like, are you still interested? I was like, yeah, of course. What, what do I need to do? Get the garbage out, whatever, yeah. you know? And then I started working with them. And then obviously my first, um, what I learned first was counting pills. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, I started like, working and learning. And they told me, hey, you know, somebody's leaving. Do you want to stay in this position? But if you want to stay, then you have to like know this book. And then they gave me like the technician training book. And I started learning and learning. And I, it was hard. I remember sometimes I was getting home just crying. Because first of all, my English was not the best. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to understand people. Uh, medications like brands, genetic, like the simple things that we need to know. It was like overwhelmed. 
But then I was like, it's either continue here or I go back to the register. And no, no, that was like, no, that was not, not an option. So I continue. And once I start like becoming familiar with everything, I start liking it and liking it. And that's how I knew that I wanted to be a pharmacist. So for me, it was the opposite. I first I had the experience and then I realized that that's what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. to, to do. But what about like the negative stuff? Like, how did you deal with like the, cause obviously it's not like, you know, butterflies and like f- wonderful times in the pharmacy. So how did you like deal with all the negativity that was going on? Like, because it's a hard job, especially being a technician mm-hmm. in a pharmacy is a hard job, but still wanting to be a pharmacist. Like, how did you deal with that? Because I think that the, like the gratitude that you get and the satisfaction and the meaning that you get from that job is better than all the negativity, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you get patients screaming at you and people that are not happy. And, but at the end, you know that you, do, you go above and beyond like, helping them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that feeling with yourself and that feeling towards them is the best thing that, that you can... Um, that you can receive that's what makes you keep going and that was make you like uh be still interested in in becoming a pharmacist yeah it's interesting so gratitude sounds like so being that you are an experienced technician now about to become a pharmacist i wanted the listeners to hear like what your thoughts were as to like what you liked about working with pharmacists versus what you and what you didn't like and the reason why I'm asking you this is because I feel like if there's a pharmacist listening or a student listening, they can hear the things that they might not have heard before about like how to be a good pharmacist or how to be a bad pharmacist to like work with the team. Yeah. So what thoughts do you have? Uh, well, first of all, when, when you're a technician, you see the pharmacist as your life savior. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a problem with a patient, you don't know what to do, you don't know what this says, you don't know what's going on, and you as a pharmacist, you have that angel over there that is going to back you up and everything. So it's like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like most about working with pharmacists um, and what I really appreciate from them is like when they help you in the technician works as well, you know, when they don't leave you alone. Not because they are pharmacists, and that's the type of pharmacists I want to be. Not because they are pharmacists that they, you know, um, uh, they they don't help technicians, you know. Because sometimes there's some situations that technicians they don't have control over, and then the pharmacy have to inter- intervene in that uh, scenario or in that situation. So uh, I like those type of pharmacists that they don't leave you alone. You know, mm-hmm. they are there with you and every problem, helping you, working with the patient together, even though like uh, I was an experienced technician, so I knew like how to handle. Yeah, you're what we would call a super tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, you remember that how many times I was like, Richard, come here. Like, yeah. I don't know. Richard, please. Richard. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and you were like, Landa. <laughs> um so, yeah, what I don't like about pharmacists is that sometimes, yeah, I hate, I don't, maybe it's because I don't see myself doing that, but those pharmacists that when a patient comes to ask you a question, they don't interact, they don't even look at the patient, you know? For me, I wasn't even the pharmacist, and I feel like ashamed to, to, to see that, to see that poor communication, that poor uh, connection with the patient, that poor, um, 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 you know, like, we have to be able to sympathize sympathize yeah sympathize, sympathize. Empathy. <laughs> empathy we have to be able to show empathy with the patient mm-hmm. 
And I work with a lot of uh, pharmacists that they don't even care. They are like, yeah, it's right there on the right. Go to your, uh, the aspirin, yeah, right there at the bottom of the right. That's not, that's not the type of pharmacist that I, that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> now, do you still, you haven't gone on rotations yet. So there's still like a lot for you to learn. Because there's a lot of other pharmacies, which you might have done. Did you do IPP already? Yeah, I did community. (laughs) Yeah, oh, community. Okay, so still. So you definitely still have a lot to learn and like a lot Mm. to um, experience in pharmacy. Do you still, um, are you looking forward to that? Do you, or are you more like, do you really have your mindset on being a community pharmacist? Or where's your mind at in terms of like now, now that you've like, you've been in it for a while, although you still haven't seen a lot of what you're going to see on rotations. What is your current mindset about like what you would want to do when you graduate? It, it would sound funny, but uh, I have changed it. Okay. <laughs> Remember I was telling you, I want to be a transplant pharmacist. But when you start like learning, uh, like in school, like the pharmacotherapist, like right now I am really into cardiology. Like I love everything about cardiology. I have an amazing professor in pharmacy school and she was like, great. So I am considering that possibility I don't know yet how it's to work in a hospital, mm-hmm. so I have to do that this summer. <laughs> so probably I will change my mind again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once you start pharmacy school, um, you start seeing different options that you had no idea that they were available, and then you start liking them in depend depending on your you know uh, I guess your what you want to do. Um, but yeah, right now, after like all the classes that I have been taking, cardiology or something mm-hmm. related with that is what I probably would go. So you guys <laughs> do a residency? Probably, yes. Even though I have to accept that I like community pharmacy. You like what? <laughs> community pharmacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you could, it, you could, you know, you don't have to do a residency, but you should if like you yeah. want to be a clinician, mm-hmm. I would say. I, w- I would recommend it. Although, like people have heard on, you know, previously we've talked about pharmacist. The the last episode was like a BCPS certified pharmacist that he was just he was a community pharmacist and then he got certified and became you know an official you know quote unquote clinician. Um, although you know you're doing a lot of clinical work in community, when you step outside that role, if you're looking to get other roles, a lot of people don't don't really see that value. Um, which is which. There are some pharmacists that like give you reason to because they're not doing anything, you know, like heavily clinically focused. They're just kind of like verifying and going yeah. home and calling it a day. Um, so, yeah, I would I would urge you or, or push you towards doing a residency if yeah. that's your if that's your scenario, which is fine. I mean, it's it's mostly where most a lot of people are going towards now. Anyway, um, what else around like working in the pharmacy? Um, well, what was it like working? So I'm starting rotation <laughs> so that like students are going to be, it's only for right now, I think it's only Nova and Le- and um, Larkin. Mm-hmm. I might expand it to like PBA and potentially UF at some point. Mm-hmm. But what can people expect working with me? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really like about Richard is his attitude. Like, I don't remember one day that he told me he was having a bad day. I don't remember that. Like, he was always laughing and making fun of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, like, I remember that we had, we had an amazing time when we worked. Yeah. It was fun <laughs> days. It could be worse. Good. Oh, so. Oh, no. You have to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't it know. I might have mentioned this before in the podcast, but we basically made this, like, um, 
<laughs> we made we had this card and it was it on the card it said I C B W, and it meant like it it stood for it could be worse. So anytime and the card was meant to boost morale, it was meant to like you know make things easier when you're having like the worst time ever. So if someone was had like if someone had a bad interaction with a patient or just something happened and like it just wasn't like it wasn't going well, you would get the it could be worse card. And it's basically like look, it could be worse. Like like whatever just happened to you in the pharmacy something worse could have potentially happened. Like, you know, you could have, like, cut your finger off. <laughs> but, no, you have all ten fingers. If you cut your finger off, it could have been your whole arm. Yeah. You know, like, it could have been worse, you know? like So that was the... that was the. Um, it was like, uh, we had, like, three pa- three patients screaming at us. It could be worse. It could be ten, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was, the, that was the mindset. So that, yeah. that I think that helped our days. That saved my life at the moment, you know? Do you remember all the struggles that I was going through? Not even, like, in pharmacy. Like, I, <laughs> I pictured that car in my mind. And every time I was going through, like, a hard time in my life, I was like, you know what, Glenda? It could be worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Like, when I transferred to West Palm Beach to my other store, we have a car, like, similar to that one. I had a piece of paper, and then I put, it could be worse, and then we transferred from the pharmacies. That, is, that became our... <laughs> nice. So it didn't stay over there. Yeah, I highly <laughs> recommend everyone doing it. I mean, it, it helps out. I think it helps with your mindset. Yeah. That was an important thing for me. It was like... You know, showing up to work every day, like <laughs> just keeping a good mindset, you know. Also, Richard, uh, I love about Richard that, like I said before, one of the things that I like about pharmacists is that they don't leave you alone. That he would see or he would hear <laughs> that, I had, that I was having a hard time with a patient. And he was, using, you know, like right there showing up like, hey, Glenda, you, you know, I, I got this, you know, because like I said before, technicians, we help. <laughs> but... There are certain things that a white coat will say, you know, like will be more trust, will be more trustful mm-hmm. to, to patients, you know. So, yeah, he was always there. He was always there. Um, and that empathy that he has for patients, you know, that that uh, he always wanted to help. Like it doesn't matter, like um, how long it will take. Like he always wanted to help with a good attitude and with a good connect- connection to the patients. And that's. That's what I really like about him. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about the times where I was just, like, I, I couldn't, one thing I could not do is, like, if someone had a diabetes meter, like, to, to like, um, like, the first time they got a, a testing meter, I'm, like, I could not let them not know how to use it. But it sucks because it takes so much time to, like, explain it. So, like, I, like, I've been, there's been times where, like, at the absolute worst time, I would, I would sit and, like, teach them how to do it. Or if it's, like, absolutely terrible, I'll be like, look, come back at this time. Like, come back in two hours or come back on Sundays because it's dead on Sundays or whatever the case may be. Come back here, and I'm going to show you how to use this. Like, I just couldn't let that happen. Yeah, and it's important because, um, yeah, because after that, the patient was, like, we see that just because that, the patient was actually making, like, like a kind of, the relationship with us, you know, got better. Like, it was like a complicated patient just because he offered to help or he, you know, show up that or or whatever the situation was. It's just, it changes everything, you mm-hmm. know. When they feel that you you can help them, that you are over there, like that you are there for them, it, it just changed everything. Yeah, I think this yeah. goes along the, and I feel like I, I taught you this when <laughs> we first got to the pharmacy about like, and I think I might have put this in, in, the, in the book that I have, which is like, the whole the whole concept of like you know like happy life happy wife <laughs> yeah 
happy patient. Yep. Happy pharmacy team. I know. Like it's, it doesn't sound as good, but it's like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, like it's, if your patients are happy, and you're setting expectations for them that they end up that end up being reality, and your patients are happy. Everyone else is going to be happy. They're going to be happy with you. You're going to. They're going to allow you to make other mistakes. It's going to be your your life is going to be easier. Yeah, it really makes your life easy. Yeah. Which I feel like, as hard as it was though, when we worked together, like for the most part, because I feel like we took, like we did our best to like make patients happy. Yeah. That like it wasn't. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, it could have been worse. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe we got lucky. <laughs> I don't know. It was destiny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because um, nah, we had some rough patients. Like, it wasn't yeah. easy. It was, like, on, it was on the beach. You know, you have, like, tourists coming in. Um, some some people, have, they don't know English or Spanish because yeah. I was good at Spanish, obviously, you know, English. and But some people, Portuguese. We had a lot of Yeah, Portuguese, I was like, God damn it, man. Like, God. <laughs> and then you would see Richard, like, with Google Translator. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Google Translate saved my life. I was like, there you go. Another 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you need that in Miami because, like, you, you have, like, Russians coming in. Like, you have all kinds of, like, yep. different languages coming in. And you got to try to, like, and it was literally to, like, it'll take me five minutes to be like, we don't have this here <laughs> in Russian. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah fun times. Yeah. yeah, fun times. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's talk about, let's, let's, I want to get a little personal here because I feel like mm-hmm. you, you have, like, a, like, it's inspiring your journey, and I feel like just my mom was an immigrant here, mm-hmm. but she spoke English. Mm-hmm. So like, and even that, like, just immigrating itself is a challenge. But you, not only did you immigrate here, like, you did not speak the language. Mm-hmm. So like, what was that like when you first got here, and like, how did you basically get to a point where like we can sit and have this conversation? Oh well, well, yeah. Lori's back. Five forty. You see, my phone is. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna continue. Okay. okay. What was? What did I say? Oh yeah. The question was like, uh, how was me? Yeah, learning language. Learning language. So yeah, no, it's it, it was hard. I, it, I mean, thanks God, I came like with fourteen years old. So you were fourteen. Fourteen. I was fourteen. That sucks. I mean, that's such a like you're you're an older. I feel like compared to like there's some people that get like oh there were three it could be worse. or five it could some be worse. Some people go with thirty. That's true. That's true. Some people go with thirty. <laughs> You're right, but still fourteen. I feel like it's hard change. Okay, yeah, go. it's hard because I mean how for me no matter how hard I try my pronunciation is not gonna be and I feel that sometimes and right now I'm in school and I feel it but nothing. What happened was that I started school, but what happened? I went to Miami. So in Miami, even school is in Spanish. You know, I was around people that speak Spanish. And so we never actually had to learn to, to speak or to or to actually force ourselves to like try English. Like never. That never happened. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in my life that I had to move to Sunrise Sunrise. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started the pharmacy. And to be a cashier, you don't need to know anything. You only need to know the numbers, maybe like okay, tomato, tomato, <laughs> potato, potato, you know, yeah. like things like that. But you really don't know you really don't need to know how to have basically like a conversation. But when I started in the pharmacy, I, I, I had to force myself because it was I try harder or I go back to the racers. And 
I didn't have that mindset of like, okay, I'm here in the racer, I'm comfortable, you know, I'm going to stay here. No, no, I had to get out of my comfort zone and try harder. And then I start asking questions. How you say this? How you say that? Um, how you call this? The vials. The simple question, sim- simple word. The, the vials, mm. you know, make it medication vials. I yeah. always forget that. I was like, how you call this? <laughs> like, how you call this? It was like vials. I was like, oh, great, vials. You know, and you learn, and then you practice, and you learn, and it's hard. But do we have any other option? No. <laughs> no, we have to keep, keep going. So, and then, yeah, I start college. Um, college help, because in college, yeah, in Miami, like, you don't have to, even, even in college, you don't have to, to speak English in college either, basically, but it helps, because mm-hmm. the classes, they're in English, you know, even your friends or whatever, or like, people around you, um, they speak Spanish, but your professors and, you know, and then, but yeah, definitely working in the pharmacy was what helped me to, like, open my mind and to, like, force myself to speak. And Did you watch English TV? No. Nah, nah. You didn't do that? Nah. So people told me if I want to learn Spanish, I should watch, like, novellas and stuff. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, if they can do it, I, you know, I really recommend <laughs> that. Even I never did it. But it's very frustrating. You know, it's funny because I start watching t- movie, movies after I actually learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I when I knew what they were what they were saying, then I start watching the movies. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I heard that listen to music in English or watching movies that really helps. But mm-hmm. for me, no, maybe I didn't have time. <laughs> and I, I I've heard from other people that I know that have you know mm-hmm. um, came from a different country and had to learn English that a lot of times there's a period where they have to translate everything in their own language, mm-hmm. in their mind, like to be able to understand things. Like right now, if I wanted to speak Spanish, I have to do that. Like, yeah. or like I'm hearing Spanish, I have to translate <laughs> everything back into English and then be able to try to speak it back. Yeah. Do, um, did you have to do that a lot? Do you still have to do that? Or like, tell us like how that works in your mind. Yeah. Right now, no. Right now, if I hear somebody speaking English, like it's just like I heard somebody speaking Spanish. Obviously, certain words, I'm like, what you know like I didn't get that word but okay you know I get the idea um or certain phrases you know that some people born here use like certain particular phrases to refer to something Mm -hmm. but at the beginning yeah I had to translate like word by word and it's harder it's even hard because um when you're learning you don't know all the words so it's hard to translate all the words if you cannot, if you don't know them, mm. or it's hard to try to say something and being translating that to Spanish to English in your mind if you don't know the words. So yeah, in the beginning it's, it's it, it works like that. You just want to translate everything. With time, then you learn how to like dif- differentiate like words and sentences and and things like that and then you get the idea you don't get word than word uh, word by word because you realize that that doesn't work like that. yeah well that's yeah. how i understand spanish like i'm i like i'm like interpreting i'm like trying to decode a sentence mm-hmm. like someone could tell me like 50 words but i'm only going to understand four of them in spanish yeah. i'm like i got it <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we got to a point too that you had no idea what the conversation was, but you get the main point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you get the point if they are asking you for like a water pill <laughs> or yeah. or diabetes or something like that. In the case of pharmacy, 
But with time, it's just like your brain, you just like um, train your brain to like understand everything. It's just like, I don't know what to tell you because it's, it just happened. Like yeah. you just understand everything as it were in Spanish. It wasn't like you woke up one day and be like, wait, I don't have to convert that anymore. Yeah, I mean, probably it's <laughs> like that because you don't realize how you were getting better at mm. speaking another language. It just happens overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Not overnight. It's work and it's effort, but. <laughs> yeah. It's, language is fascinating. It's like, fascinating. I wish I knew more about like the way the brain works and language works because I'm even hearing about how now there's like e even different languages. One, they have different language structures, like mm. completely different. Mm. And then like in terms of even some languages have a limited ability to like describe certain things. Like I think like no one quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure like like Japanese, it's like mm. harder to describe certain things because their, their vocabulary might be like not as descriptive as English might be, let's say. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, the effect it has and, like, how your brain works. I don't know. It's super, super crazy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, but I wish um, I knew two languages. I only know, like, you know, one point one two. and a half. It could be worse. It's not even one and a half, <laughs> honestly. Like, For sure. It it's only worse. pharmacy Spanish I know. I can only communicate nah. in pharmacy Spanish. For sure. I have talked to you, like, things, and you, you get the idea. No. It, it was around pharmacy. <laughs> Probably, because we were in the pharmacy. That case... It could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could know zero Spanish, but um, but I held my own at the pharmacy, though. Yeah. I held my own at the pharmacy. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for other people that are, like, maybe coming to this country? Um, one, just in general. Like, let's do two pieces of advice. Like, one, just, like, you coming to the country and just how to, like, adapt and, like, live here versus you coming to the country but then also wanting to go and, like, become, like, a professional? Because, I mean, I think that's, like, a crazy thing to do. Like, like just becoming a pharmacist on its own is, like, it's not easy. Like, yeah. like now, yes, they're saying that, like, it's getting easier to get into school. Fine. But, like, there's still, like, a lot to get there. Like, you have to, like, take tests and you have to, like, do all these things, interview, um, and then actually get to school and do well, which I think you're doing well in school, right? Aren't you getting, like, A's and stuff? <laughs> like, that's not easy. So it's, like... Yes, so give give some advice. Okay, I'm going to give uh, advice first for the people that just come here, you know, not trying to pursue like a prof like a pro professional career just um, so first of all is that we have to accept that we're we're immigrants. So it's our life starts the moment that we come here. And I think that my first advice is don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself, don't try to compare your life, don't try to, to compare your circumstances with the people that have been living here longer than you or like that, that are born here, you know? And just be positive, <laughs> be positive and just uh, focus on your goals and uh, the attitude. Your attitude is gonna, is, gonna, is, gonna, is gonna become your personality, it's gonna become who you are. If you have like a right mindset, like a positive and a nice attitude, positive attitude, then everything is gonna go smoothly and everything is gonna is gonna um, come over time. It's gonna be hard. I mean, we're starting from from zero. We we come here with no clothes, no money, no house, nothing. So it's just, but you, we can get to the point that we want to be. Like we, we can get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, when you have to, when you come <laughs> being an immigrant. And you want to to pursue like a pharmacy career, like a doctor's or like some other uh, health related or some other doesn't have to be healthcare related um, professional uh, career. Uh, use uh, is just have to use focus on your goals. 
don't start shame. If you know that you're good at something and you want that, uh, just keep going. Keep going. It's not going to be easy. Life happens. You, I mean, it's not only your professional life. It's also your personal. So you're dealing with everything at the same time. But you focus on who you want to become. People are going to discourage you every day. Every day. I had friends that was telling me, like, I don't see myself with 25 years and still studying. And look at me, 25 years and still studying. And maybe those friends later would say, like, oh, you know, I wish I could have, you know, studied like you. Or even if that's not the case, that's what I wanted to do, you know. So people are going to discourage you. People are going to... Uh, you know, try to I don't think they will do that like because they wish you like anything bad or anything like that but just they're worried because, about you yeah they're worried and it's just not my you know it's everyone have a, a different path so we just have to be sure we have to be confident calm <laughs> and focus <laughs> on what we want to what we want to do and yeah that's the best way to get uh to to, to you know to, to our end point or our goal Never give up, never give up, never give up. I try, and if it doesn't work, you keep trying, and you keep trying, and and one day was you will see your dreams become true. Yep. It's great. Well, last question. Okay. To to wrap up on a on a on a uh, lighter note than the amazing feat that you just overcame, if you had to take one person out to dinner, and they had to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it be and why? Um, could be anybody. They have to be alive and they have to be famous. Oh, it had to be famous. Yeah. And it can't be any of the presidents. It cannot be any of the presidents. No. no. <laughs> Not the last two, at least. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I am a fan of a guy that he, <laughs> he danced bachata very well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he has a Wikipedia page? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, but, but explain so, what bachata is because I feel like people don't, might not know what that is. Yeah, means. bachata is like a dance. Um, I love to dance. So, bachata is a Latin dance that um, is basically uh, how we move our hips. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, it's basically based on moving our hips. So, I am a fan of that and I'll probably take him. He, the good thing is that he has a schools. He, I think he gives classes for free to like uh students mm -hmm. what's his name so his name is uh daniel 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 and he lives does he not in have a last name <laughs> it's just like share sanchez. like a one name oh daniel sanchez. Sanchez. okay daniel sanchez <laughs> yeah they're actually a couple they dance bachata very well they are like um amazing together so i'm mm. a fan of them i have always been <laughs> and bachata is like um, you have to dance with a partner, really. Like, you, yeah, like, yeah. It, like dancing by yourself. It's like it's not it, like break dancing. No, dancing by yourself yeah, is just like the basics. It's a couple's yeah. dance. It's a couple's yeah. dance. So to be honest, it's like with you can't you, waltz by yourself. <laughs> no. Same, same thing here with bachata. I'm yeah. just explaining that for my non. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's with a couple. It's like with a partner. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, I'm human too. And to be honest with you, that would be the person that I would take out just because I admire how he dances and I am mm -hmm. a fan. Yeah, but this is to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to talk to this dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'll take him out to dinner. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glenda, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Again, happy new year. I'm excited about 2020. I hope everyone had a fabulous holiday and I'm wishing everyone nothing but success and happiness for 2020. Make sure to connect with me on any of your favorite social media platforms, whether that be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm on all those. Definitely feel free to connect. Um, I'd love to hear what you thought about the episode or maybe hear about ideas for future episodes. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet so you get notifications when new episodes uh, go live. And as always, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.